So are there people who are like actually like into? Uh, is there like a gremlin subculture or something? Or how does no, this actually? Just, I don't know. We, like well, bronies. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Maybe there's like all these gremlin well, fans mean, out there. I haven't seen them yet, but it doesn't gizmoes, gremlinies. What would right? you call them? You've been to enough cons. If there were gremlin oh. people, you would have seen them by now. <laughs> <laughs> Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. And that's uh, that's everyone that's here. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> that is not true. We've got uh, Joseph Malikin here. He's been here a couple of times. I have. And uh, talking about your book and stuff. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into all sorts of weird conventions stuff. And... Uh, just talking, uh, talking random shit, really, kind of. Yeah. yeah, this was just kind of a, let's hang out with Joe. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, taste some bourbon. Yes. Did we, we got, say that? We got all this yes. whiskey up here. Man. Yeah. yeah, we got a bunch of whiskey. It's going to be whiskey tasting with Joseph Malik. Oh, uh, my. My, we, my microphone just fell on me, so give me uh, a second. Is I'm it gonna dying? Get, it's going to be some rattle in here. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm better. Now you're better? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're up on the high perch. We are not at the Union Club today. We are at my personal home, which we've done a couple of times. We're at the bar. And literally at the bar, uh, Scott, you're leaning up against the bar right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm super comfortable right here, Fantastic. just so you know. Are you really? I, I, this feels good. Okay, because um, I was kind of worried. I mean, I know that you're. this is your normal mainstay is being is, next to a bar. This is kind of where I hang out even when I'm at your house. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, it works. And so, yeah, so we brought Joe in, and this is your first time in my Stinkpunk bar, so congratulations. I love the Steampunk bar. This place is amazing. You've got the, you've got the skeletonized clock up there. You've got the... You get the little thing up there. Looks like a ray gun or it something. Is, like some Nietzsche tubes. It's and, a Fallout ray gun. Yeah, press that button right there, and it neat, lights up green. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, old school maps and the old. Uh, that's a map of Newfoundland light. right there. And of course, why not? Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, my sure. uh, wife's uh, parents, my in laws, uh, the uh, my father in law is from Newfoundland, Newfoundland. I don't know how they say it. It's got to be handy to have that up there because sometimes, neat, I mean, right? as much alcohol as you have in this bar, you could easily <laughs> wind up there. So uh, you, you guys, I mean, people listening to this, you're not going to be able to see this, but my God, this bar, uh, this is great. This at, is, at, I, I tweeted a picture of what, what we got lined up to drink. Oh, oh yeah. This yeah. is very Some exciting. Brown sugar bourbon. We got a bunch so of stuff up here. We did start off with the brown sugar bourbon. We did. Which was pretty fun. It is it is a nice easy drink, man. If you're if way easy drinking. Yeah. If you're not in the Pacific Northwest, it's done by Heritage Distillery. It's a local one, and I know you for a fact, uh, Scott, have to send them to your friends and family. Yeah, I, I yep. buy bottles and um, I give them to my family, like when I see them, or I'll mail it to them or whatever. Yeah, because they don't they don't get it. I'm sure there's other brown sugar bourbons, but I don't know. Actually, I, I just bumped into a guy. Wow, that mic got really hot. And <laughs> okay, there we go. Uh, I bumped into a guy. I was away at uh, I was away at training, uh, doing some military training this last month, 
and ran into a guy from, oh God, I want to say he's from Massachusetts. It might be from New Hampshire. Anyway, and we started talking about, about whiskey. We've already got a thing where for Christmas, I'm going to send him one of these and he's got nice. some kind of localized bourbon. It's like a cinnamon whiskey or something they do Ooh. out there that he's going to send to me. So. Not Fireball? I mean, we've got Fireball That's, if you really want it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> but it's, it, I don't know, some kind of localized thing he's going to send me. I don't know the specifics. But yeah, right but on. it's funny you say you send that out because everybody's like, oh, you have access to that. I'm like, dude, I live in that town. Dude, yeah. Yeah, they're right down the street. It's the best. Like, it goes in hot chocolate. It goes in Have you put in hot chocolate? Of course, dude. Wow. Yes, I put in everything. I've done some random mixers with it before, and I mean, usually if I'm a mixer person, I'm going to go with some sort of soda, and uh, I pollute my stuff with that. But with, like, with, with the BSB, you don't need to. No. Like, I mean, this sounds like a big commercial for it, but you literally can just shoot it. No, yeah. Oh, and it's so good. And yeah. it's really, well, on, really on good. On the rocks, it's great. Or even just, just on straight. It's just fantastic. It's just fantastic. Easy drinking bourbon. We were trying to get um uh, a coffee with um BSB and oh, and Irish cream called the Tacoma Coffee for a while. Ooh. Brogan and I were trying to do that, but no one would go for it. <laughs> I'm going for it right now. Dude, it's delicious. If you've never tried it, coffee yeah. with Irish cream, not, right? obviously, oh and then BSB. God, that sounds amazing. Oh, it's, wow. it is. Okay. But it's like a treat. It's like a little uh, yeah. maple treat in your mouth. Like a maple bar. It almost reminds me of like the Voodoo Donuts yeah. maple bars. Mm, like that seems like it would be along so those same sort of lines. With a little coffee on top? Yeah. With a, yeah, I mean, it's a Tacoma pour, so it has to be just a little bit of coffee at that point. Well, I love it because the first <laughs> first time I ordered it, I was I think it was at Alfred's, and I was like, hey, could I get a coffee with um, some Irish cream? And she goes, yeah. And I go, and a shot of BSB in there? She goes, now you're talking. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. so, yeah you just have to ask it, and then yeah. if you keep asking for it, you'd be like, can you just name this? and put? We've got to find bars that are down for that. I Bet you there are bars that are down for it. All right, oh All right. God, we'll throw it out. Yeah, Tacoma so, Coffee. Yeah. yeah, the Tacoma Coffee. All right. I like it. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening to us. We haven't forgotten to promote our stuff. So oh, yeah. if you want to find all of us, you can do gritcitypodcast.com or go to. Well, there will get us all the social media. But just, if you just search for Grit City Podcast, we come up pretty much on all the top of the search engines. Like yes. us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, you know, just kind of that's the way that we'll have people interact with us. We've got our patreon uh, patreon.com slash grit city podcast if you want to help give us some money to buy better equipment or to go on random fun things that we do that's the best way to do it also it helps pay for our hosting fees and all that fun stuff so i mean these are all little bits of things that you have to worry about when you're doing it so we appreciate all of the efforts on that and you get some stuff. We yeah. have t-shirts and mm-hmm. stickers we send to you. Yep. Right? Nice. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Anybody, any level of patronage will get you the Grit City Podcast stickers from diecutstickers.com. And if you do the $8 version of the tier, whatever tier version that is, it gets you a t-shirt from Shroom Brothers, which is a limited edition, which may be going away soon. We don't know. We're going to figure something out. Yeah. I mean, it'll always be there. So if people want them, I mean, we can get them, but. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we'll put it in the vault for ten years, like Disney and all their stuff. Well, I, I still have the first two that he printed. That we oh really? Yeah, that we we haven't given out, and so I, I, I know I want to get them signed and like hang them up or do something. With That'd them. be cool. I we know. should frame Hold them and put them somewhere. Those are mementos. I know. I want one for my bar. No. Oh fuck. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm fairly sure that I have a silver Sharpie in my bag right now, oh, so see? we can probably see, make this happen. You are a professional con goer because those are the people who understand <laughs> silver Sharpies. Uh, it's the same thing with me. Like I have a silver Sharpie and it's for various reasons, but one of them is conventions because there's a lot of times when you get to like a black t-shirt or a black poster or anything like that and you want to sign it and you need silver. I signed my first boob 
this year at a con. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Go team. That that was one of those things like uh, like back when you're like nodding off in third year theory. Dude, that's a that goal. You're just like it is. It's that's one of those major goal. writer goals. It's it like is. Um, yeah. okay. Not, lie. not writer goals. That's I will, a life goal for I will everybody. Absolutely I will absolutely sign that. Yes, I will. Right right here. You bet. Now just, let's 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 do this. Where where was this in America? Yes, it was. Okay. God bless America. Yes. And um, was it at a bar or was it just like at a panel or something? It was at a signing, at an autograph signing. Oh, so it was a setup signing to do set that? Setup signing. She just came That's right up fantastic. and everybody else said their books and everything. And she so did. You, yeah. were okay. you, you were totally down with that. You could be like, well, you could have bought a book, but I she guess didn't was- even have a book. She was just like, <laughs> can you even like, yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. Yes, yep, I you will. bet. I'm fairly sure. Yeah. I'm, so Joe, I'm going to guess she's bought one by now. <laughs> I would hope so, right? Um, she was an ebook owner. I bet that's what it was. There you go. Yeah. You can't sign a Kindle. It's really awkward. <laughs> I was thinking about this going to conventions because a lot of the comic books I would get would be on like Comixology, oh, yeah, which yeah. is on my iPad. I'm like, I guess I could get them to sign my iPad cover. It's weird and awkward. Yeah, it's kind of strange, yeah. So I was yeah. like, like, no, I never do that. So I just tell them, you know, I read your stuff and I like it. So at least they get some sort of positive feedback. They on that. a big hug and a kiss. No, this was definitely one of <laughs> this was definitely one of those. And so yeah, I mean, she she knew who I was and everything, obviously. But yeah, it was it was just weird. It was great. It was awesome. Like I said, it's one of those one of those big kind of writer moments. You know, when you realize, yeah, that's that's. That's one of those rungs on the ladder that you're trying to hit. Dude, that's super so, cool. It that's was super innate. cool, man. Yeah, I'm amazing. happy for you. Like, I can't get the grin on my face. I'm like, all smiling. Yes, man. I think that's neat, man. That's like a, a goal, like a life goal almost. Sign my boobs. Fuck yes. Okay, so, so if you see Scott at a bar, walk up to Scott. He oh, is one dude. of the few bald guys in Tacoma with uh, a big beard. Okay. So now you're just going to have a lot of crimes like happening. <laughs> just say, hey, Scott, sign my Boo. Dude, I'll start carrying a marker just for that shit. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that's why, right? Now, yes. Now. Maybe that's why Steve Dunkel carries his fountain pens everywhere he goes. <laughs> you can't sign booze with a fountain pen, bro. No. 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 You, you need that's, the Sharpie. That's a that's a tattoo right there. You're just tattooing someone. Steve Dunkelberg is going to tattoo someone with that fountain pen, uh, which is kind of cool, actually. Prison tats are cool, right? <laughs> you don't know? Uh, one of the things, Joe, that uh, you've been on multiple times for are for your books. Yeah. So tell us yeah. a little bit about both uh, both the first and the second. You got Dragon's Trail and The New Magic. Thank you. Yeah, I do. And, and when did Dragon's Tra- uh, Trail come out? Boy, Dragon's Trail came out in September of 2016. Okay. And uh, the new magic, the second book in the series, came out in September of 2018. Yeah, that's a pretty good so, writing schedule you got right there with that. You know, it's different than most independent authors, um, but my books go through a good probably four to six months of editing. Um, one of the things that I do as an independent author that a lot of indie authors don't do is I have hired professional talent. So, um, So I've got, you know edit people for editing and, uh, and graphics and, um, you know, my, 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 my web design and my branding and, uh, all of the, all of the stuff, the layout for the, for the, uh, hard copy and the, and the paperback books, um, is all done by people who work at that level. They either, they either have big five, uh, publishing creds or they're working, you know, at, at that level doing, doing something else. So it's I, a smart way to be like, it's one of those things where it, it, it shows that you're taking what you're putting out there uh, seriously. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, the funny part was that when I first started doing this and I announced in like 20, 
2015, early 2016, I started getting on, um, on like, uh, on, on writing boards and forums and things and saying, Hey, I've got this idea to, to, you know, do an epic fantasy novel, but I've got a line on an editor who's worked on bestsellers and I've got a line on, you know, uh, a graphic artist who's going to charge me, you know, this much, but yeah, around and around. Um, and actually ended up getting a pre-made cover for a book that, Somebody else at a household name author had, had, had a company had commissioned for a household name author, but apparently <laughs> it had been uh, it had been rejected. And oh, so, wow. <laughs> no, it was great because he'd already been paid. Oh, uh, so he's like, here he's you like, go. Here, like, yeah. you can you want to just? I'm like, yeah, that'll that'll work. I'll change the title on that sucker. You bet. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I announced I was going to be doing this, and independent authors lost their minds because this was back in the days when the only way to be an indie author. So everybody was telling me was you had to put out a book every 30 days and you oh, didn't, you Jesus. didn't, you didn't edit it yourself. You found a niche, you found a formula, you wrote as fast as you could. And it was kind of that sort of pot boiler kind of, um, um, pulp fictions kind of, kind mm -hmm. of idea. We're just cranking out these books as fast as you possibly can. And that was the only way it's to make a living. One of the big things I see on that, uh, right now. And it's kind of a, it, he's like, I mean, the, the guy has done it that has hit kind of a, his stride on this one was the Chuck Tingle guy. Yeah. Which yep. is he's writing really weird erotic titles. You find your thing. And especially if yeah. you're, if you're writing erotica, especially, um, it works really well. And if you're writing romance and even formulaic fantasy, it works really well. There are a lot to push of people it out as much as possible. Exactly. You find a thing that you do that nobody else does and you find your niche and you just write. And it's great. If you can do that, that's totally great. Um, that wasn't what I tried to do. You know, I had an idea for a fantasy series and the damnedest thing that happened with this is that. Boy, a long time ago, way back in the day. <laughs> in a galaxy um, far, far you know, away. Yes. Um, <laughs> The short of it is that I had sent a previous copy of the book that became Dragon's Trail to a major publisher uh, many years ago, and they held on to it for about 18 months. And we went around and around. They asked me for a um, – they asked me for synopses for the entire series, for all five books in the series. And they oh, were geez. really excited about it. And yeah. then the whole – by the time I went through the whole submission process and everything, it had been almost two years. And then they passed with a form letter. Wow. And I, oh, what the fuck? Right. I, I never figured out what happened with that. I still haven't figured it out. And I pro very likely what happened was a person who I was working with at that publisher probably ended up leaving. And then that was the end of that. Yeah. So, but at that point, I quit writing. I quit writing completely oh, for like geez. five years or so. And then I think we talked about this before, but I was injured in Operation Enduring Freedom. Mm -hmm. And. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was in the hospital, my wife sent me a hard drive with some movies and some music and some stuff on it. And on that hard drive was this old version of this book. Oh, and wow. so I, re I rewrote it while I was in a wheelchair and learning how to walk again. And that, that's the book that became Dragon's Trail. But a friend of mine pointed out, actually at NorwestCon, when I met, I think it was actually when I first met you, Scott, yeah. um, was uh, a friend of mine pointed out that if, if a publisher had held it for that long, a previous version of it, that it was probably – it's probably competitive. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, right. Well, yeah. And so I put together a business plan and threw down the coin and decided that I was going to compete head to head with the big kids on this. So, yeah, you know, I have, I have a two year release cycle. And like I said, you know, I've got you know, high quality graphics and I put out hard covers and, um, you know, I sell my books for my eBooks for nine ninety nine to, to, to set them up right next to the, to the big guys. Absolutely. Um, and you know, I push for mainstream 
reviews, which a lot of people don't do. So I've gotten reviews from like, you know, um, like uh, Book Life and Publishers Weekly and like major fantasy sites and Goodreads. all that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people on Goodreads as well. But <laughs> A lot um, of people, man. Yeah. Yeah, my, my Goodreads is blowing up. But yeah, <laughs> um, and it's great. But it's it's been uh, – but yeah, so, so I'm, do, I'm doing a little bit differently. So I, I, I'm an indie fantasy author and for a while there I thought it was going to be burned at the stake. And just the last six months or so I'm starting to see this more and more on – um, on writers' boards, this whole idea of 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 you know going big with this, and it's it reminds me of what happened with the grunge explosion here and with the indie rock scene. Interesting, right? yeah. Because one of the things that triggered the indie rock scene was that the price of recording technology came down so far Absolutely. that you could do an album and make it radio ready, you know, for the amount of money that your band could make playing bars for a year. Right. And mm-hmm. then, and you could hire, you could hire a big shot producer. You could send the thing off uh, to Bob Ludwig and master disc and have the thing mastered and radio ready. And you could sell it out of the trunk of your car until somebody picked it up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the same thing has happened now. I mean, you can go out and hire an editor with big five creds. You can go out and hire a major, you know, an, a major league graphics artist um, to take care of this stuff for you. And you can hire um, you know, a business development manager and somebody to handle your SEO and all of these things. And you can, this is all there. It's all totally doable. Yep. And it's, and it's what you're doing at this point is like, and and I've talked about this with like, when we, when we're talking about the stuff that we do with like Patreon and whatever way that sure. we're talking about getting a little bit of extra Kinds money in, do it. Yeah, you bet. It's, it's because when you're doing stuff like this, whether it be a hobby or if you're looking at it to be something with a little bit more longevity or transferring any of those things into that, what you want to realize is that you've got to put a, put money forward. Absolutely. You and bet. even if it's just like with the gear, like Scott and Brogan, they had bought the mixing board and the microphones way Great. before I had come in with, with all of this. I come in with my gear. We look and I mean, a lot of the times with like that sort of thing, it's like it's porn. A lot of the times I'm like yep. looking, I'm like, oh, I could use this. I could use this. We'll figure oh. it out like that. <laughs> and it's it's uh-huh. it's because we both understand that in order to be able to do this. Uh, even if it's just for fun, you need to put a little bit of money into that. And it's not a bad thing. The average startup cost right now for a small business in America, I, ju- I just took a course on this uh, uh, through, through the army, this, this, this entrepreneurship course they were offering. Nice. The, yeah, it's great. It's one of the things right. they do for, for, for veterans when you're looking at, at possibly getting out. Um, and the average startup cost for a small business in America right now, according to this course that I took, was $25,000. This is my plumbing cost. To, well, <laughs> but if you spend four or five thousand dollars to launch a book, yep. I mean that's a screaming deal. Yeah, and you wow, know, yeah, and again, I, I I got in way ahead of the curve on this, and so I mean I've 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 <laughs> yeah. I've, I've made that back. It's been great, um, but yeah, so it's 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 just been it's been different. It's been a very very strange few years, um, because. Like nothing happened with the first book for about six months, and then it blew up like right when I met you. Yeah, um, see, that's a, it's because of it's, so. well, it's because of Scott. One of the I was best like things. Up both of us. I'm like, no, it was Scott. It was Scott. <laughs> one of my favorite things, um, actually, from NorwestCon that year was um, getting a text from you and um, a picture of, of of the line of people waiting, and, you're, oh and you were God. walking. And you're like, all these fucking people are waiting <laughs> for my autograph. He's like, holy shit, I wasn't expecting this. And, and uh, no idea. Yeah, yeah, like I thought, how great, man. Yeah. Like how great. And, and it's it, okay. Well, hold off on one second on that because I do want to go into uh, 
convention talk. Oh, oh definitely. But yeah, I think it's, we need to. I was going to say, is it time for a drink? It's time for a drink. Oh, so shit. we should. Oh, yeah. Now, we've got a couple of ones that we brought. I think I want right, to save mine for last. This one? Yeah. Okay. So let's go with one of the two that you brought in. I, I do like Jameson. Oh, yes. so we're just going to hit up Jameson? Yeah, we'll just hit up the Jameson because that'll be fine. No? Yeah. Oh, yeah, please. All right. Yeah, all right. Make it go. Yeah, so we we got some Jameson, which is a, a good old standby, a standard when it comes to we were kind booze. Of yes, please. Thank you. Oh, oh! Did you put them in order beforehand? I had them in order of I, I had them in order of um, alcohol. Proof. Oh, of proof. Yeah, of, of alcohol <laughs> content. Right. Well, the Just one that because. the one that I got is weird. It's a it, th- so this one. This one's a peanut butter. It's a one. peanut butter. So, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> Here's the thing. I found it. I was talking. To somebody at one point, yeah, I got it. Um, and they were discussing just the, the strange whiskeys out there, and they said they have the screwball whiskey, and I was like, okay, cool. And it's peanut butter whiskey made by some couple down in SoCal or whatever. Of um, course, of course, right, it is. right, right. Yeah. Um, and then I recently went with the wife to Dusty's Hideaway. Dusty's Hideaway, which is <laughs> about two and a half blocks north of the top of Tacoma. So it's on McKinley Hill, and it's out of this little house, and it's they do they just normal American fare, so burgers and, that and the like. Fantastic, and it's a nice little. It's I don't want to call it a local. It's a, a local bar. I don't really want to call it like a dive because uh, yeah. when I think dive, I think of uh, different ones. Yes, that uh, will yeah rip to the Green Pup next to uh, the Lakewood Theater. Uh, that was the Ultra Dive, and it looks like they're out of business. Oh. But anyway, so, yeah, just a little side on that one. So uh, we went in there, and they had the peanut butter jelly time drink. <laughs> and I was like, this is very interesting. Oh, that was the one you sent the picture That's of the menu. Said, yeah. Oh, they had the best Ooh. names for some of their stuff, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Fluffer Burger. Yeah, it's the Fluffer Nutter. It's like, it's, <laughs> fluffer yeah, I think it's like, if you remember what a Fluffer Nutter is, it's, it's a, a peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwich. Yes. I Damn think they've right. done it burger style. Oh. Yeah, right? So it's, I mean, all in on this. So it's peanut butter jelly time. I love it because of the stupid meme. And then uh, we, I end up getting it and it's the, it's a, it's the screwball vodka. With a strawberry puree. Ooh. Oh, I bet that's good. Oh, dude, it is like a. It's it's like not a real peanut butter sandwich, but it's like every time you take a sip, it's like having like taking a bite out of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's fantastic. So it was it was great. Oh my god, that sounds good. So amazing. So shout out to that. We'll get to the screwball in a minute, but we've got to get this Jameson right now. Oh yeah, Jameson. All right, oh. man. Cheers. Ooh. <laughs> I'm trying to be a man here and not do any chasers. Um, oh. I don't usually <laughs> oh, that's shoot good. my whiskey. I know, like that's a uh, usually I get Jameson. I'm generally, um, a sipping guy. Yeah. Me too. See, that would make sense. But see, I had that's an idea right. when we were doing this. Have you ever watched the YouTube series uh, Hot Ones <laughs> with uh, Sean something? I forgot. I've had. Does alcohol. that look like a man that watches YouTube, sir? Um, doesn't everyone <laughs> just my phone just my shit just fell again? <laughs> This is a train wreck already. Wow. Yeah. This is a highly so professional. Thing. What they do in that, it's an interview series where they, gotcha. uh, in between uh, questioning, they, what they'll do is they'll have you eat a very spicy wing and it goes up in, in the. Uh, the, what, the why aren't we doing that? Well, because I'll burn my asshole on yeah. that and I'm not really down for that today. That's fair. Um, but I thought because since we're doing this and we had all the shots, I would call it shot ones. Perfect. And uh, sounds great. Let's do it. 
So that was the idea. We would shoot some. It turns out to all be whiskeys. So well, yeah. He yeah. said he was a bourbon guy. So I went and picked I up a couple that. bourbons just to taste. Thank and you. then we had the peanut butter one. Why not? Yeah. Fantastic. And then of course BSB is super easy and Jameson. I know. Why it's not like throw them yeah, we got there? we got the new ones that we haven't touched yet. And I found all the old ones in the back of my bar, and I'm like, yeah, let's do Fantastic. this. Fantastic. And so. The thought was, take a shot, ask you a question. Hell yeah. So Let's now we're getting into the convention stuff. Now, oh signing the boobs. Sign now, boob. Just sign, one so far. Okay, just, <laughs> just one, one boob. Signing your boob. Was that the coolest interaction at somewhere you were speaking? So I know you've been a speaker at places, and I know you've been a panelist at conventions. So it kind of goes in with all of those. Because, I mean, yeah, signing the boob is pretty amazing, but maybe there was something cooler. Yeah, actual. Oh, man. You know what there was? I'm going to get in trouble for this, man. Uh-oh. I tell you what. You know, something really cool that happened was um, a couple of years ago, I was at I was at Worldcon, and I was at a party. Um, at All the, right. This was at the Worldcon down in San Jose. Okay, yeah. And I kind of don't want to say who this was, because I'm fairly sure it would embarrass him. No worries. We can okay. keep, you can just say not say the name. You can make up a name or just this person. This person. There was this person, <laughs> and I feel terrible about this because this is somebody who I oh, grew up reading. Oh no! And who was a huge, huge formative uh, piece of my 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 oh, youth. Shit. I mean, need you reading. To write this and down. then this this and then this guy kind of dropped off the face of the earth for a long time. Okay, right? as 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 writers do. Yeah, it'll happen. Um. And so I was at I was at this party and everybody's got their name tags on and we're walking around and I'm drinking and I'm laughing and I'm you know shooting the shit with somebody and all these kinds of things happen. And I'm a little bit drunk and this great big tall guy, this big white beard, kind of steps into the kind of steps into the circle and just, you know, and I notice he's, you know, smiling or whatever. And I see his name tag and I'm like, oh my God. And I had completely forgotten about this person. Wow. And it took me back to when I was like 13, 14 oh, years old. Yeah. And I was like, the and was like and the just, nostalgia yeah, and, and just yeah. like daydreaming about being an author someday. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I'm having a drink with this guy. And yeah, that that was that was pretty amazing. And I couldn't even I couldn't even say anything. I'm just like I, I asked him for permission to shake his hand and I was trying like I, I was trying like not to cry. Yeah, I'm like right? I, I, I I have no words. So you just total fanboy moment. That's amazing. Nice. Yeah, it was insane. Nice. It just, happens to it, me a couple of times. He just completely ninja'd me at this thing. I'm like, <laughs> You're talking yeah. about the entire interview that we had with the flat earther Mark Sargent and that oh, guy right there. Yeah. Oh, it was like that for me a little bit. Oh, it was like wow. it was like it was like, Hey Scott, would you like to uh, say anything? Have you have you seen um, Beyond I, the Curve, the Flat Earth documentary? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Mark Sargent is well, a local parts guy. Of it, yeah. Yeah. And He's so a, yeah, and yeah. So we had him on. Yeah, we had oh, him on, and it was wow. And it yes. was first off, uh, props to him for coming on. Second off, props to everyone who listened to that episode. Yeah. And third, props uh, to everyone who spawned the coaster question segment that we've done because yeah. people literally got mad at us for having him on. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, it's that, really I, weird. I remember hearing about that. Can you? When we get out of here, make sure you send me a link to that because okay. I want to yeah. hear that. It must have been fantastic, and it and it was, and it was. It just just listen to him and the way he gives answers, and just yeah. imagine him going from town to town, selling oh, his yeah. his his elixirs and all of that. Like absolutely, no. Look, I love those guys. I mean, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely not one of them, but I I admire, I admire the 
contortions that they put themselves through to continue to believe the things it's they amazing. believe. Yes. It is astonishing. Yeah. Yeah. There's something very Zen-like about that that you have to just kind of step back and really admire. He he defaulted to be. I mean, it was a little disappointing because it, it's at certain at a certain point we were asking him questions and he's just like, "Well, it's just part of the system, right? Like it's just like yeah, the whoever." When you get towards the whatever, end of it, right? when you're asking a little bit more ridiculous <laughs> questions, do you lose something? Uh, I thought I had a whiskey glass here somewhere. Oh, this. Oh, that's it. Okay. Hey, good. We were doing we were doing shots. Are you ready for another one? Not yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like damn. We just did one, dude. Not not while we're discussing flat earthers. Oh, yeah. I actually, <laughs> I actually just got out of. Uh, okay. Fuck it. So <laughs> nice. So as you this guys, why, careful. This is why we haven't do shots. All <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Roger that. As you guys know, um. I, I I work in Army Special Operations, and I, I do strategic mm-hmm. intelligence analysis. So I, I just got out of this course. Uh, it's an advanced intelligence analysis course. And we had a flat earther in the course with us. How does that work? Was he That's, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Was he taking the we're course? We're talking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is in the course beautiful. With this guy, this – He's this, infiltrating. This guy's this guy's in the United States Army, and he is he's an intelligence analyst oh, and a fuck. fairly advanced one, right? And he's and he he gets into this whole argument with this, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, you use oh, argument in it. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh, you use, you know, you use targeting software that uses satellite positioning. But do I'm you like, know? You, or is it just part? Of that's that? what he said. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. This 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 happened. He's telling me he's going through this whole thing about oh how how he's absolutely sure that there are um that there's like some kind of a special algorithm inside like the MGRS, the military grid reference system that right. gives you the, the global position mm-hmm. coordinates. It right? fixes it. That fixes it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's how we're able to actually do the stuff right. and put warheads on foreheads and, and, and technology and Listen, is yeah. fantastic. No, there, a, and the thing we just talked about listen, how technology is so do much so easier to put a grid on a flat surface <laughs> than it is a round surface. I feel you. I see it. You know how hard it is to three right? to three D create a globe as opposed to just putting down four squares. I get it. Oh man. It was unbelievable. So he's absolutely sure. He's still yeah. doing the job, but he's absolutely sure that the earth is flat and that we're just we're and, just faking I mean, this whole thing. And it, it, it all works out in the end, so he doesn't really care. To be but- perfectly honest, how many people have gone into work and be like, my job is fucking bullshit, and yet they still need to do it? See, mm-hmm. everyone out there, everyone listening, it's just the same thing, just slightly <laughs> different. Slightly yeah. Yeah, it's weirder. it has been it has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um but getting back to cons, yeah, that that was the most that 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 was really the big moment for me, I think. Um that was that that was really eye opening. And then suddenly looking around and, and and realizing too, I mean, that first year I couldn't remember who anybody was um because I was just everything was just a blur. And now realizing that a lot of those people that I was talking to, because they were up and comers at the same time. Um, now suddenly seeing their names on bestseller lists and realizing that these people who I have become, you know, friends with and these people that I say hi to and people I bump into at bars and conventions and things. Um, yeah, they're now actually, actually doing the thing. Are are you able to keep a a lot of uh, contact with those people then at that point? Or is it just kind of like seeing you at con and be like, oh, cool. How you doing? And then getting caught up at that that way. When you're signing people's boobs, you don't keep friends. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, a little of A, a little of B. Okay. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. man. No, I still, it's, I still really need to be able to see people that are that are doing the same thing you are, and then it's that the shared experience. Everyone try to try to lift everybody up when you're doing neat. this. Yeah, it's pretty 
neat. It's pretty cool. And you realize too that like, because you've got, to some degree, you've got like the old guard in publishing, right? have been around. Absolutely. People have been putting out books for 20, 30 years, right? And they're all friends. And, and it kind of dawns on you that it's not so much that that's like a click or something, but it's that they were all friends 20, 30 years ago, and they've been bumping into each other yep. two, three times a year and getting drunk together. And that yeah. this is why you have that old guard who are friends. It's not because there's any kind of cabal or anything. They just grew up drinking together. <laughs> That's and this a really is where good they're point. at. And it's one of those things too, that there's a lot of the times creatives aren't necessarily uh, the most socially adept. No, no, no. I, I have this thing. Um, I refer to it as, as, as cosplaying as an extrovert. When I go to these things, dude, no, no, good call. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, it's one of those, that where, is a great description. Yeah. You nailed that. Because that's how I feel. This is a great nerd description too, because they get it. it. Yeah, you know what I mean? they're like, "Oh, cosplay!" Yeah, yeah no. It. In the same way, you know, when you get, yes. when a cosplayer gets back to their hotel room, you know, you you have to take you take the suit off, right? And, yep. the thing, and, it, and it stinks, and you're all sweaty, yep. and you're uncomfortable the whole time you're doing it. But you had the thing on, and everybody's really coming up to you and like, "Oh, wow, this is great! Oh man, fantastic! Hey, you look great! Yada yada yada!" And you get back to your room, you're like, "Can you just leave me the hell?" Yeah, alone, and then get out of this fucking suit and just <laughs> sit take a shower, for- and then just sit there and precisely. Just you know what's exactly. hilarious that's is I think I that's feel. my second favorite um, memory about that Norwest Con is walking into the room and you were there completely by yourself. Do you remember that? It was at the end, and you, oh, this is you, weird. He had a whole con like um, someone had le- the panel had left, and I walked because I, I was uh, stage oh, management, man. right? Barely so I cleaned up, yeah. Okay. And I walked in, and he was just sitting there. I was like, "You okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just need a few." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> Shut the door, <laughs> let him do his thing, and walked off. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, like I get it, that's, right? That's that's where I get my mail, man. Yeah, man. Those, those few minutes, yeah. So and so, like doing what? Like how often? How often are you going to cons now? At this point, um, I go to three. God, not even that. Four or five a year, probably. I think. Okay, so still so, consistent, pretty consistent promotion when it goes along with those. Yeah, it works really well, and it's 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 been great. One of the big things that I do too as an author, and 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 Scott knows this, is that the the joke that I like to make is that I do all of my character stunts, and um, <laughs> right. So I mean, you know, I box and I fence and I can ride a horse, and I've been in the military. I've learned some really cool stuff when I when I've been in the army. I've learned like. You know, learn like blind fighting and advanced desert warfare and how to like track a wounded man through the jungle and all these really Jesus cool. Christ. Oh, yeah, it's dude, fun. He's like a real man. See, we, need, we need to get him to come out with the Bigfoot field researchers in a minute. Um, okay. And that'd be great. And yeah, you know, you know, and archery and traditional bow hunting. And I, I, I spent a weekend at a, at a, at a, a forge making steel out of iron and charcoal, right? So I, I wanted to learn how to do all of the things that my characters could do to make sure that I got them right. Yeah. So the fun part about that is that I ended up going to cons initially, even before the, the my first book was out, doing demonstrations on all of this stuff. Oh, neat. Okay, so, cool. Which was really neat. And so I've got these – so when I go to these cons and it's not just that I get up and talk about my books. It's not even that so much, but I'll get up and I'll – you know, I'll talk about how to create a fantasy language. I've got a course that I teach on how to use celestial navigation on an alien planet. You know, all wow. it's really wow. fun. And I'll get up and, I'll, <laughs> and I'll, I'll demonstrate rapier fencing and judo and all these really cool well, things. And it's really fun. But I, I've developed this readership out of that 
that yep. we've talked about these guys before. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that was like one of them. I remember you talking about how you uh, like you just were explaining to us on one of the previous episodes uh, how winged yeah. combat would work. Yeah, and, like how you would so ride fun. a winged mount, and it was just like, oh, this absolutely makes sense. But you would never think about that unless you had that training. Precisely. Yeah, you've got to tear the whole thing down, and so all of my fantasy world building came from doing well. The fantasy world building all stemmed from learning how to do these things myself. This is just, this was the hill that I was ready to die on, right? I wanted to be <laughs> that fantasy author that learned how to do this stuff. So I go to conventions and I've and it's so I'm doing it a bit differently again from from the way that a lot of other fantasy authors do. But I've developed a unique and and sort of ride or die following um, from yeah. this as well. Because so there's not been, a lot there's not a lot of people that are going to be doing that. No. I don't know. No. I mean, like, I, I like especially with the books that I read. Like, I mean, these are like why a uh, I don't know. I don't, don't read books. Right. I, the last, yeah. I really don't. I, honestly, I, it sounds shitty. No, I, no, I, I, the only fiction book I've read in the sorry. last probably seven years has been yours. Oh, honestly, geez. yeah. I don't. I just don't read fiction very often. If anything, I read stupid business books. And, I mostly and read nonfiction. <laughs> I mostly read nonfiction. Yeah. I read, no, I, I I read a I read a ton of history. I read a ton of how to history stuff. Yeah. And you know, this is a weird thing, man. Well, I've got a whole section of my – one of the weirder things. I have a whole section of my um, – of one of my bookshelves that is nothing but old instruction manuals from like really old pieces of gear, like old sewing machines and shop equipment oh. from the 20s and 30s and just – that I've and I've found a whole box of these things at – um at a uh, at a, a garage sale, right? And I got the whole box for like five bucks, right? Dude, I'll <laughs> I, take one of these out and start looking at yeah. it to look at the way that like a drill press from 1927 yep. goes together because it's just cool. You're like, oh my god, I this was, is awesome. Yeah. When we were and when I was looking for stuff for that's what I read for the bar to uh, fill out. There's an antique shop down here, down on Pacific on down on Pacific Highway, a little ways down, yeah. and they had the old. Um, they had the old 1950s and 60s science books. Yeah. Like Science Digest. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, and I was just like, fuck, that'd be a really cool yeah. podcast just to read these and be like, it's like oh that retro futurism God, sort of stuff. that'd be great. Yeah. But it's like one of those things that's yeah. like, I love I that just, shit. I love looking at that stuff. And so, and I'll just, I'll sit there and I'll, 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 I'll drink and put something stupid on the tv and sit there and flip through these instruction manuals with this old, this old gear i do the same so, thing man i have a I bunch of old it. science uh, like science magazines from way back in the day same right, thing and right. then um i'm a huge fan of the backwoodsman magazine if you don't know what that is i don't know what this is oh my goodness and afterwards we will talk and you got it i will i will hook this you up great. because it, it is the best they'll actually go through old magazines and put things in the corner like how to make like your own shit at home it's oh, beautiful shit. backwoodman's oh, is yeah. one of the best but <clears throat> One more thing, and then I'm done. Um, Jocko, Jocko, um, do you ever? Um, so he's a, he was an ex Navy SEAL. Jocko podcast. He does this whole big podcasting. No, but, I don't know this. Okay. Oh, it, he he used to uh, train SEALs. Like he was one of the guys. So right. he's got this whole um, motivational thing he does. But um, one of his podcasts, they went through and they read um, the Army survival manual from world war one or world war oh, two fabulous. Oh, yeah. it was awesome. oh my god the, yeah. the, one of the best things on there was like um when you're fighting a bear go for the eyes it was right. stuff yes. like that dude some of them were great it was it, completely different back then totally different just war go for the eyes it was really weird it was like um like no. you, you never give up like the only the only time you quit like is is death or something like they had these like really yeah. like heavy statements in oh there. yeah it was yeah. great man that's yeah. that's 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 the good stuff you could supposed to say diecutstickers.com all the time. Like, That'll be my job in this. I could ask you about your interesting coaster and you could tell me. Oh, fuck. 
I'm drunk. Just do oh, you want to make this hard? Let's yeah, do yeah, role yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, all right. Jeff, you started. Are we doing something now? Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Act like here. Make 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 a noise. Bang bang that bang that against the. Hey Scott, be careful! You about spilt your beer all over my Grit City podcast sticker. Yeah, don't worry, man. They're they're durable. They're made by DieCutStickers.com. By who? DieCutStickers.com. How do you get them? Go to DieCutStickers.com and tell them the Grit City podcast sent you. Exactly. That's where you can get high quality, durable stickers for any of your needs. Grit City fifteen to get fifteen percent off. <laughs> couldn't come up with it <laughs> I, I was like oh we need to put that in but i couldn't i couldn't my brain didn't work fast enough can we do it again this is too much fun but i'm, I'm a little too tipsy to be doing this yeah but yeah so so i do i do four or five cons a year um i try to do a couple of big ones and then i do a few small ones and one of my favorite cons right now um and i've done this every year and i hope i get to do it again this year is um is radcon Oh, okay. Well, I have heard of Radcon. Oh my God. Go to Radcon. Holy shit. Go Tell to us Rad- a little bit That's about the it. one, huh? Um, yeah, seriously. Okay. So, so here in Seattle, right, we have, you've got cons all year long, right? Yes. You've got, you've got Comic Con, you've got Norwest Con, which is mostly for content creators, right? Mm-hmm. We used to have that, that Brit Con. Right for British oh, yeah, sci-fi, yeah, right? Yeah, and then there's and there's a there's there, there's a Trekkie get together, and there's a there's a furry get together, and there's a whatever. Everybody's got their thing, right? Absolutely. And so there's this kind of stratification in in the larger cities of 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 these different cons, these different interests. What I found is that in these small towns, um, Mizcon in Missoula is kind of like is kind of like Radcon, only bigger, but Radcon really is where it just gets concentrated, man, because Radcon has one convention in the entire year for the whole Tri-City area. Oh. And it's it is fucking everybody, man. And it is <laughs> it is amazing. It is absolutely amazing because I'll be doing like a demonstration on rapier fencing, right? And I will look out at the crowd and there will be people in, you know, robot suits and furries and Star Trek <laughs> uniforms and whatever. Everything. Everybody's got yeah. everything, right? Um all the way down and everybody, you, you know, you walk by the game room and it's everybody and every possible, every possible angle of fandom all hanging out together. Diversify that fan base, man. It is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's actually been phenomenal for that as well. Um, it's it's a great place, especially if you're if you're writing, if you're writing something that's 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 idiosyncratic or, or, or has that, that has its own right um, that, that has its own flavor. Um or something like mine that, that crosses into a lot of different a lot of different genres. I think absolutely. Um, the, yeah. These smaller cons have been great for that, but the the tolerance there and just the fact that everybody just does their thing and no, yeah, it's basically and nobody cares and everybody's like rubbing shoulders and and or, you know bumping into each other and what have you and nobody cares. A, a lot of the times, this is going to be the the spring break for people. Like, yes, it's their one chance. It's it like, is. It's exactly I've seen that how it for feels. Westcon every year. We've traded it. We've treated yep. it like our spring break because it's that one chance where yeah, why am I going to judge this person for whatever they're doing when I'm doing zero judgment? The yep. exact amount of dorkiness. Like everyone Precisely. there is exactly. a dork, and you should just embrace that. And it's I mean, wonderful. I and, love it. And it, it's, it's one of the beautiful things about the globalization of everything too mm-hmm. you can kind of realize everyone else is just doing their own thing so you don't necessarily need to worry about that right no and and, and yeah it's exactly it and it's it happens in a it's in a really small it's like it's like the red lion 
mm-hmm. at, uh, in, in Kennewick, I think. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. the place just gets completely taken over by every single weirdo in the entire Tri-City area. And they all just descend on the place and just go absolutely apeshit. The parties are <laughs> fucking amazing, too, man. My God, that place is cool. Uh, so, okay. yeah. Radcon. 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 I think we should do a road trip to Radcon. Yeah, do Radcon. Seems like fun. I hope to do it. I I should be doing Radcon this year. I just found out, too, that I'm going to be in NorWestCon. You will be. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm back on the military track this year. So, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Right on. Go team. Uh, so we should be looking at a... Oh, you want to do another one? Yeah. All right. So we have a uh, straight bourbon and a Alabama style. Have you ever heard of Alabama style? I do not know what an Alabama style bourbon is. Let's try it. Let's do that. Yeah, let's try the Alabama style. Now... What is it? Okay, so give us a label reading. Well, uh, pour, it, pour it, and then you can label read, and then we can, like, <laughs> we'll sip this one, maybe. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, maybe we won't do a shot, <laughs> because... Clyde Mays. Um, let's see. Alabama style. I think I read this earlier. Uh, pour see. the damn shot. Wait, hold on. I'm going to read it real God quick. Damn it. Um, he adds right. oven-dried apples to his barrels, which um, smooth out the amber whiskey. So this All should right. be a little bit of apple flavor. Okay, Ooh. moving this. I I do have liked some of the more uh, distributed apple flavor whiskeys. Uh, the Crown Apple is pretty good. I really did enjoy that. It was way better than they did. They did a maple that was not good. Was not good. It was yeah, not good. Not a fan. This, yeah. one, this one's a little bit stronger too. Just so you guys know, forty forty two percent. So it's a little stronger. Forty two percent. I'm gonna have to call an Uber, man. I don't know what the hell. That's I'm, cool. How are we gonna get out of <laughs> That's here? That's cool. You can hang out. We still are doing other podcasts. You can just chill out and just you know that sit around. Great. I'm doing that. <laughs> talk about gremlins, dude. You can talk about gremlins. You haven't seen it. Rusty don't probably even, hasn't don't seen even it either. Don't me, man. <laughs> so yeah, we'll do a shooter on this. Might have to watch it real quick. I haven't seen Gremlins since I was in knee pants. Really. I I'll be perfectly honest. I haven't really either um, up until this this last week. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. This is not a shooter. Oh, that fought me right there. I just took a sniff of it. All right. So it's Clyde Mays, Alabama style whiskey. Oh, I like that. You like that? Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a zipper. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. A little (laughs) bit of cedar, a little bit of leather, a little bit of. A little, little bit, bit of blue leather, a little, <laughs> little bit of blue cheese on the finish, just a little. See, that's it, that's why I said we would taste in with a bourbon guy, right? That's, because yes. those were all those were all men descriptions. Oh leather, oh, dude, cedar. I, like, I took a sip. Right? Of, that's what's his like. Yeah. I took no, a sip, and I'm like, I'm breathing fire. See, it's I didn't think out. it was that bad. It's not, and it's not. I'm just a giant puss. So it smells really good. It smells, it smells fantastic. I know oh we don't know what we're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. What is great? Still all right. I'll drink it. That is warm. It warms the belly. I'm glad I had some. You know what I like to do with um, beforehand? And I don't like to have um, whiskey on the rocks, but I like to put like one ice cube in there. Yeah, just, just one. To, just, yeah, just no, kind of cool it down. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. It's kind of. It sounds weird, but just to kind of cool it down. That's it. More than one ice cube, and you're officially a puss. That's, that's <laughs> it. That's just. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it. That's a sounds about good. One ice cube. It can be a big fucking ice cube. That's that. That's fine. <laughs> it's. I've actually not the size. It's well, how you no, use that it. shit is strong though. <laughs> Woo. No man, yeah, it it's is. definitely the size. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we're gonna do right. a sip topic. You can. You, you can. You can just shoot that if you want, dude. You I don't. don't have to I sip can't. It. I can't. Okay. No, I physically can't. Like I'm looking at it and I'm like, I have to sip this. So anyway, before I sip some more of this, yes. Uh, Holy shit! I was reading your Amazon biography, which oh, is God. really fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, and it's really simple to find you. I mean, it's Joseph Malik. On uh, if you just Google it, you can find the pic, the, the 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 links right up on Amazon right away. And we're gonna put links right on here on this. Thank you. But you do have a biography, which I thought was fantastic, and it says you were. 
were uh, once a stuntman, a window washer, a computational linguist, yep. a touring rock musician, and a soldier. So what was the dumbest experience you've ever had at a job? Oh, God. Aside, except for the flat earther. You can't use the flat earther. <laughs> All right. Dude, that's oh, a man. big one right there. This yeah. is dumbest is going to take me a minute. Okay. Well, I can sip this and people can listen to me <laughs> sip. Uh, hang on a second. Dumbest thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, God. Dude, while you're, while you're thinking, question. you know what? Yeah. I got. Nice. So you already got it. <laughs> possibly. Yeah. I got fired from a job. I got fired from a job a week before I got married. That what? fucking sucks. That's that's got to be up there. That's that's, that's so a big one. Depends on what you were fired for, though. Like really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't jibe with the uh, with with the corporate culture. Oh, um, I, I understand that. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. Fit. Yeah. But and that's badly. like. But th- at that point, they had to have known about your fucking marriage. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, they I mean, they're they, quite well aware of the fact that you're going to get married, and hey, just, like, yeah. just to throw your entire life, you know, after right before <laughs> this monumental milestone. Oh yeah, just it throw was it a, into absolute shit turmoil. It's not it that was we a, don't like you; it's that we don't like you a lot. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. <laughs> I mean to go now. Yeah, no shit. That is exactly. You're not a good it. fit anywhere. Bye. I was I was working as a um. I was working as a uh, working at doing facilities work uh, at a uh, at a medical equipment manufacturer over in Issaquah, and um, and I drove a. Oh, no. <laughs> you drove a car. I drove a forklift. Yes. Oh, okay, as, okay, as, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. one as one does. Yeah. I can I can drive I can drive the shit out of a forklift. No, man. They're fun to drive. I yeah no I was really good on it but. <laughs> I was I was loading loading some equipment with a forklift into a into a container truck, right? Um but they the container that they sent wasn't rated for the forklift. Oh, no. And so the forklift crashed through the bottom of the container and oh, then got Jesus. Oh yeah, no shit, and it got hung up about uh, halfway down. So I'm stuck in this container with this forklift like hanging off the ground, like hanging up by the forks on one oh, end, no. and I'm just like, You've got to be kidding me. And I'm like, I'm gonna be here <laughs> I'll be here all fucking day, huh? And yeah, that was that was one of the dumbest things that ever happened. Yeah, the fire department had to come. They had to like cut out the top of the thing. Oh yeah, no, they had to like yeah, they had to like hoist me out and put lines around me and everything to get me out of the thing because couldn't nobody could touch the truck in case the thing fell the rest of the way. I'm like, this is my day, and they're like, can we get my my buddies was working with? They're like, what can we do? What can we do? I'm like, bring me a book. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. You're <laughs> yeah, stuck. Right? You're stuck and hope you didn't have like a big, like it wasn't right after lunch. You got to take a big shit or something. <laughs> totally. After yeah. I'm like, you're just like, All you right, had to be yeah. rescued by the fire be department. The fucking fire department. <laughs> and the fire department got there and everybody's freaking out. And I'm, I'm, and yeah, and I'm sitting in this, I'm, I'm sitting in this forklift, you know, reading a book. So I'm like, there's nothing I can do. I can't move. I can't get up. I'm going to be here for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, fuck, all right. That's- I worked in a warehouse in uh, Salt Lake when I was going to school yeah. at one point, and uh, there was two guys there, super clean cut, really religious dudes, right? Oh, yeah, I just had them come up to my door earlier today. Yeah. Or it was yesterday. Well, and so I, oh. I, was, I, was, I was going to class during the during the day, and I and I would leave, right? Yeah. And so I haul ass for class, and I come back, and I, I go in the front of the warehouse, and you can hardly see through it. Like, it's um like smog. Like literally, um, oh, like geez. halfway down, oh, they've been no. running the forklift all day in the warehouse alone. Oh god, oh, just god. completely they, brain damaged so, they, yeah, in there they, with dude, the One of them's on the forklift, like driving around. The other one <laughs> and around and around well, and around. He was working. <laughs> no, this yeah, is the right. best. Is oh, the other god. one 
the other one was on the pallet jack and he was riding it like a scooter i'm yeah. not even joking and like these were like boss. yeah he was on it and just scooting across the thing so yeah i went and opened the door and they ended up calling the ambulance and wow. <laughs> yeah like one wow. of them was sick and puking from yeah yeah. Yeah. From, yeah but yeah they were both just high as balls off of no oxygen <laughs> yeah it was great oh my god i'm trying to think if i had anything that stupid and it's yeah. just like yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily think that i have like had something that dumb oh, i've done man. some stupid shit yeah industrial but... work is different though <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i didn't do a lot of that like when i worked yeah. when i worked for uh 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 testing for the uh the the giant reservoir tanks for kidney dialysis machines just putting those together literally the only thing i got in trouble for was the fact that i would go into the bathroom and Woo! sleep for like 45 minutes and then they're like, where the hell were you? I was like, uh, I was upstairs looking for parts. There wasn't anything going on. They're like, That's not how you do that, man. And I'm like, all right. But I quit that job way before they fired me, even though I was on what the probation, whatever, whatever that is. I've never been good at work. <laughs> really? You? It's whatever. shocking on that. Whatever. One. Shut up. Another shot. Let's do it. No. Whoa. We just like. I, you, got, you got another question? Uh, yeah. Going? Finish that one up. You got it. Uh. What the fuck does asymmetrical war- warfare mean? Ooh. Oh my god! Because that okay. was on your uh, bio too. You know, let me finish. I'm gonna, need, I'm gonna need more whiskey. <laughs> Do we hit the screwball? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell you what. If you put those together, I'll talk. All right, there we go. Yep, yep, yep. So, give, pour me a screwball too. Right. Bam! Back to back. Because I just, I did sip it. I took three big sips, so that was kind of like a shooter on that. Yeah. Well, I can't understand what you're oh, saying. All I can hear is whining. Oh, oh! Says Atta the guy boy. over there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, so. Asymmetric warfare is what um, it's commonly referred to as guerrilla warfare. Oh. So asymmetric warfare is when you have two sides that are separated by some kind of – when you've got a massive disparity in force one way or the other, whether it's it's capabilities or the actual size of the force Mm -hmm. or uh, technological uh, ability or what have you, when you've got – We've got a force that that's at a tremendous disadvantage. Asymmetric warfare is the asymmetric warfare is the. This is after we gave him like four shots. I know this this is great. (laughs) Asymmetric warfare is how a smaller force or a disadvantaged force would uh, would fight against a larger one that has all the advantages. Okay, so yeah, it literally is the the guerrilla tactics, and it'll be like the IEDs and stuff like that. Yeah, that sort of thing. Okay, do you write about that in your book? Oh yeah. I'm just kidding. joking. <laughs> Dude, have you read my stuff? Yeah. Okay. Just kidding. Um, yeah. Oh. And it's actually now asymmetric warfare is now extending into the cyber realm and also into information operations like PSYOP and that kind of thing. Oh, like shit, all the yeah. all the shit that like the Russians are pulling on us right now the, with all the Russian bots yeah. and all yeah. that kind of shit. Remember That's like you know in like you know, in like uh, cyberpunk Ooh. where it was the the future of uh, technology and uh, well we're fucking there, man, by the way. Oh, this is amazing. Okay, cool. Because okay, oh I've, god, I've had I've had a little bit of tasting of the screwball. This is the screwball whiskey. This is the peanut butter uh, oh, whiskey, dude. It smells so good. This is so it smells good. amazing. And then oh, along god. those same lines, like I had a little bit of a shot of it, but I only have really had it in a mixed drink. And I heard you. You're like, that's a big pour. I'm all yeah. just drink it and shut up. <laughs> it definitely. This definitely needs an ice cube. It would definitely go down better with a little bit of oh ice in it. Oh my god, yeah. Isn't Here's there something? The, and it's the thing oh, is like you no. there's no whiskey flavor. Like and oh, it just no. tastes like peanut butter and then after is more peanut butter. There's no burn at all on that. None. Oh, Literally oh, okay. zero burn. Like with the other whiskeys that we've had, 
like you know you're drinking whiskey. And with this one, this is not like like a fireball, which will taste like cough syrup. No, this goes down like one of those like fruity drinks that you'd see like a tri-delt ordering at the bar or something that you get by accident, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. Dude, no, this, this is, is a whiskey you is... can pour for your wife and be like, here, oh, try this. And she's oh, actually yeah, like, there, yeah. oh, this is good. My right. wife whiskey actually drinks. pour for me. <laughs> He's like, my wife drinks whiskey. My wife drinks neat scotch. So, yeah, oh, okay. I, wow. I know. I tried to do that once. <laughs> I'm the luckiest. I'm the I luckiest man who's ever lived. I swear to God. I tried. <laughs> Funny enough, I was at a comic book convention. I was at a Lilac City Comic Con, which is happen- happens in Spokane. Oh wow! And I was with Sounds one. Fun. It's really good. Like, uh, I'll I'll get you in contact with the Please. guy who runs it. I think I'm doing Spokane this year. So Spokane. I don't know. It's the Spokane. Spokane fantasy convention. I got invited last year when I was at World Council. Anyway, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so um I was there and this was when it was I think it was like Spokane Comic Con. So it might be because it now they've rebranded to Lilac City Comic Con. Great. And the Friday, no, the Thursday before was a drink and draw, which is you just get a whole bunch of comic book artists and they go and oh. they go to a bar. Oh, and yeah. And they sketch and they just hang out and you yeah. just drink and draw. I was there with one of my buddies, uh, Eric Troutman, who is a guy who uh, his wife owns uh, Gabby's Olympic Cards and Comics down in Lacey, which if you're down in that area, absolutely 100% check out. They are a leader in the community. They do some fantastic things, and they sell comic books and nerd stuff. Dude, it's a great, greatest place in Olympia to go. So he's a a writer, and he's done a bunch of stuff for video games and comic books, and he was there uh, hanging out with some friends and such, and we were at the bar, and he was like, I'm going to get a scotch neat or something like that. He said some words. (laughs) I will, too. And exactly. I was like, I'll get what (laughs) he's having. And it took me three hours to drink this drink because I could not. I just fucking couldn't. But I'm not like I'm like I'm just I'm just nursing it. Don't dude, worry about it. Like scotch, I wasn't gonna like just ugh, put it away, dude. Some he scotch got, is like bile in water. It is the worst shit ever. There is like, some stuff of, that is all of it to me. All of it. Uh, yeah. Some some of it is so bad. And I found that that life is just too short to drink bad whiskey. Thank you. It just. It just More peanut is. butter. So, it's like, good, right? This like, is really I had good. It, like, seriously, I had it with the strawberry puree, and it was straight up a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, yeah, I just like. No, I can see it because it, I like peanut butter toast in the morning. Sometimes I'll do that. Um, you could throw a little bit of like um, a little bit of like cherry kirsch or something in here. Ooh. And that would that would really pop. That would be fantastic. Think about like trying to chase it with like a root beer or something too. Like I'm just trying to think of like the shitty things I could chase it with. Like I don't need to chase it with. Or you so could. Good. You know what's bad is I want to mix it with some of that BSB. I'm like, I wonder if I did half <laughs> peanut butter and half brown sugar bourbon. Like, I don't know if that's gonna work. Man. I don't know either. But it's, man, this is delicious because it is really, really good. I'm glad I got this for the bar. This yeah, is gonna be yeah. one of those mainstays at the bar. Yeah. Like I, I, there's certain things that I'll always have. Like I'll have, you know, I'll have like I'll have the tequila. I'll have the vodka. I'll have a whiskey or four. Ooh. And just depending because some people like different sorts of whiskey. Absolutely. And one of the things I love because I'll hold parties here. And by the way, Joe, you're getting you're, you're getting put on the list for the parties. Oh, hey, so neat. right on on that. Well, I you're like already parties. here anyway. So. Well, yeah, there's that. We need we need someone um, that can be a little more physical because there's a lot of Nazis that show up <laughs> and then they get aggressive at me. And I'm like, seriously, no, okay, just watch. Okay. Just what? Watch. He's so, like, what? Uh, you sure. Can, no, you can, I, no, I'm good. You can hear this person on our uh, New Year's Eve podcast. <laughs> there, at some point, Eve, yeah. we'll let you figure out who it is uh, but uh new year's eve had a party uh you know because it's my house and i want to have a party and guy got really drunk and he was one of those guys that was it was really weird he like was a weirdo. 
he but i can say that he would no. he was a little bit younger in his 20s so i think he was trying i don't know if he was trying to like talk big like talk a big game about drinking but we're all from tacoma like we can drink like as much as i bitch and complain about this no no, like, no. drinking is like the national sport in tacoma yes exactly <laughs> we were passing around the jameson bottle right so, as we were recording yeah and he's yeah, like baby. that's not a shot okay yeah, and he was like, I would drink from the bottle, and here's the thing, at that point, I'd been drinking for a while, and it's my house, and as you can see, it's like, I don't give a shit, I'm gonna drink, and so it came down to, it's like, I was like, okay, so I just let him take a pull from it, and yeah. it was one of those things where was, you talk big, alright, I'll let you go up with it, and oh, just at some point, we had a bonfire in the back, and he tried to get into a fight with Scott because Scott is Scott. Yeah. And I talk a lot of shit. I he talk, He does. He does. As my nature. As one does. Yeah. And then uh, he, during the countdown for the new year, he was sitting in the chair that I'm sitting in right now. This was yeah. the best part of the night. And he's I sitting there. For me. And he's just kind of, he's, you know, you know somebody that they're just not there anymore. And so he was just kind of sitting there, kind of like bumping a little bit, and just kind of like, oh, this isn't going to go good. Just dry heaving in his yeah. own mouth. And then he covers oh, covers his mouth. That's what we're all going to be doing. And tomorrow. then we're like, no, and then we're all like, oh, yeah, I got to work tomorrow too. Shit. Um, and so then it was like, oh, no, he's going to puke. So yeah. we get his, his girlfriend um, to come and grab him and then take him outside. So as we're counting down to zero, hooray. He's out on the lawn puking. boy. But and, and that isn't enough to get um, you like eighty six from what we've what we're doing here. No, it's gonna maybe. happen. You have fun. Yeah. And, and I, I yep. felt bad because I was instigating. And then comes to find out that he collects quote unquote World War II memorabilia. Oh dear God. And then you're like and then you're like, well, let's go on with <laughs> that. I know where and this let's is continue going. this yeah. questioning. Uh-huh. And exactly. And it's a hundred percent that. And we're like, oh, then yes, now he is banned. Does all the World War II not memorabilia have Nazi flags on it? Uh, <laughs> it does. Fuck. Okay. Then. Strangely <laughs> enough, you know. And I and I understand that collecting, you know, artifacts from our history is great and all but if you're hanging a nazi flag from your house in your house right you shouldn't laugh but like right dude, yeah like, like read in, the room bro yeah you're not yeah like, no yeah, shit yeah, yeah no like no, read you're... any room that's not in your house because if it's not in your house you probably shouldn't you're like oh fuck man. no man my last team uh in the army we had well team before this last one uh had an isis flag that we hung up over our well <laughs> no well because what we had it we hung it up over our cubicles but that's because one of the guys on my team took it okay <laughs> see that makes sense all right it yeah. was it was his okay it's all like, right it's totally my hat now yes yeah, exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> fuck you this is mine right I mean, right okay. yeah that's 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 this this guy did not go anywhere he did not go no. into germany right. and right procure I mean, this he, flag exactly no. yeah you, you you go and kick a shit out of a nazi and take his stuff i mean that's that's okay that's cool I, I'm, I'm down with that <laughs> no that's you, you earned it fair and square yeah and it was just like so that was kind of that sort of thing so i mean we're pretty chill when it comes to having the bar here and uh, having some fun with that and i need another one of these peanut butters yeah. please <laughs> yeah you're gonna be sticking around for a little bit then yeah. i'm feeling pretty good man you got more questions or because mm-hmm. I, I got more answers oh, yes. so i know uh, i don't know if i necessarily have more questions that's the funny part about this uh again tell us a little bit about your books yeah actually i never really got around to that part yeah so um <laughs> so i have two books out and they the no, i'm good for now <laughs> i'm good for now but yeah. so the series is about a Modern day stuntman who takes the gig of a lifetime as a hero for hire in a fantasy world. And when he when he gets there, 
First off, he thinks he's on a reality TV show. So he's running around like looking for pinhole cameras and this kind of That's thing and calling for his agent. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then as things unfold, he realizes that the big bad that he's been sent to fight is also from Earth. Oh. And has been there for a long time and is, 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 is kind of re-engineering warfare and bringing in a lot of these things that we do here that this fantasy world has never seen. So he, he becomes, he becomes this, this, this advisor and this sort of champion, um, to this army that's standing up against this other guy who's, who's, cause now he, so. sudden, suddenly there's now a counter to this guy showing off all of this strange foreign alien technology. Precisely. Nice. That's exactly it. Um, and it's not even so much technology as it is just the way that we think about things. So just, I mean, his, his, his education and his strategy and the way that he looks oh, okay, at yeah, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got this whole subplot, uh, that I talk about in the second book where, uh, where the big bad ends up taking his kingdom back by developing maps. Like really, really mm. like, like you've got this map in Newfoundland up there. I'm going to guess that's from probably around the turn of the century. Quite possibly. Yes. Just, or at least made to look like it. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, <laughs> and just judging from the level of detail on it. Mm -hmm. But you look at maps that we have nowadays in the military, we've got everything, you know, completely everything down to, I mean, you know, we've, the detail down, down to fantastic. the meter, yeah, the detail yeah. is incredible. It's fucking right? lidar, dude. <laughs> that shit, you don't even see trees anymore. No, seriously. <laughs> so, this guy, when he uh, when he found when he wanted to take this this country back, and he had and the enemy armies were coming up at him. What he did is he sent out, and he's not even a military guy, but he's just like, man, your maps are shit. So he sent people <laughs> out, pacing off the just pacing off the battlefields. Oh, just the basic kind of basic just stuff at basic, that point. Just yeah. basing it off. It's like, well, shit, it's 90 steps from this rock to the quicksand, right? And from this riverbed to here, it's going to take you this long to run. And it's going to take you, you know, 45 seconds to run from here to there. It's going to take you two minutes to run from there to there in armor, right? So he had this whole thing figured out how long it was going to take for everything to happen. And then the entire, the battles that he wins so overwhelmingly really become just a matter of having his troops not step in the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, no. um, well, geez, yeah. I mean, at that point, if you know, A, where, like, you can go so far before you get into Swampland, where if you're completely armored you up, you're going to sink like a motherfucker in that. Precisely. Exactly. That makes sense. Don't take that any bad steps in this direction. It, it's, it's really treacherous ground that, that he that he fights over. Um, But, uh, and the fun part about this for me was that the big bad was and now the whiskey's kicking in so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start getting into this this is good finally nice. we're, yes we're like six shot five six shots yeah, later we're, we're, we're five deep yeah, five, yeah. five deep we had yeah, one before this one, so two, yeah three, we're good four. yeah we're in there yeah cool great we still have a bottle we haven't opened so. oh shit Fuck. yeah let's do this thing <laughs> um so the fun part about this was when i was first writing these books when i was when, when i first got out of college and i was really looking at, at writing at creating a fantasy world the the character who became the big bad in my series the the big bad evil wizard uh he was originally my hero in this entire series wow yeah wow. so and the character that is now the hero he was the villain that i brought in later in the series to kill him oh shit now are you gonna switch that shit up later and yeah do like are, a prequel yeah that's exactly something? what i was gonna ask it's like are you gonna prequel this that's one of the next things i'm doing oh, this is the last nice. book in this series and i'm gonna do the prequel that tells a whole story from the big bad's perspective oh, showing how five. he got there not five in the series i'm doing three now oh, cut it down well <laughs> yeah i can't say too much about this but i've got I've got some people who want to see whatever I do next. 
So right now I'm writing two books at the same time and beating my fucking brains in. Can I, can I, can so can I fill I that in? I can't say too much about this, but I need it to fit into a serial for TV. <laughs> so, no, nah, HBO. Actually, you know, I was I was just discussing the end of the series with my wife last night, and the way so that, much better than Game of Thrones. Fuck oh no! <laughs> don't even get me started, man. My God. Uh, um, oh, shit. But I was discussing with her last night, and she's like, and she's like, you know, the way that you did that, she's like, you could totally leave this open just in case they just in, just in case they just bag you on series three, and then they come back and somebody else picks it up for series four. I'm like, you can totally turn it around. So um, <laughs> give a little yeah, bit of an escape hatch there. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit in case they want to keep going for, you know, nine Fucking seasons. Fucking smart people, dude. You got to watch out for these. Right? I didn't even I didn't even intend it that way, man. My, 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 my <laughs> wife, my wife is the brains of the outfit, man. All I do is lift heavy things and get stuff down from shelves. I right. That's, that's all I do is just um asymmetrical warfare analysis that's it yeah right i'm yeah. a dummy <laughs> hey but at least you don't think the earth's flat bro so um, i'm a computational but, linguist right, I'm, I'm a competition but i just get stuff off of the shelf <laughs> that's right. pretty much it you should see how smart she is seriously uh no joke my, my wife's an opera singer she sings in seven languages um wow. yeah minor in business um She's the business brains behind our entire outfit. She's was it her idea to hire people? Or was it or was it, was it was a joint? It was my idea to do it. It was, but she's the one who greenlighted it. Yeah, and she works as a business development consultant for IT firms. That makes sense. And so it was her idea to launch this series as if it was some kind of new widget or app or something, um, and to actually do it. So like. Imagine for a second that you're going to buy like like a new pair of a new pair of hiking boots, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you go online and you're going to want to look at the boots and you're going to you've got the you go to the website of the manufacturer and you it's got you know you can turn it around 360 degrees and look at it it tells you about the architecture and tells you about the arch supports and about the new lacing system and all this crap, right? Mm-hmm. And then it turns you loose to when you're done looking at all that stuff it's like you can buy it at these retailers, right? So one of the things that we do with the series, since this was a new kind of fantasy novel, and it would, it, people have called it a, a fantasy techno thriller, right? So it's like like the hunt for Red October, but for knights in armor instead of submarines. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. And nobody's ever done this before. So we thought that we were going to – our thinking was to pitch it as if it's some kind of new experience or some kind of new project. So all of our advertising goes to the website first. And then once people see it on the website, then they go to Amazon, they go to Barnes & Noble, they go to Kobo, they go to wherever they want to buy the book. Mm-hmm. We have links to independent retailers um, if they want to go and buy the book through an indie website or through, through an indie uh, bookstore or whatever, they can go do that too. Um, and so – but the same kind of thing. You go and you learn about the book and you learn about what I've done and you learn about me and you, you can go through all the things. And then we turn you loose. So like when you see my advertising – for all of this, and this is my wife's idea. Um, you know, I don't send you directly to Amazon, right? When I give you guys a link at the end of this, I'm mm-hmm. not going to send people to Amazon. I'm going to give you my fucking Amazon link. I don't care where you buy the goddamn thing. I'm going to send you to my website. Right. So you can go and you can read excerpts from the book and you can look at my blog and you can, you know, check out my CV and you can go and, and get, you know, and learn about what I do. And then you can go buy wherever the hell you want. Right. It's not my job to send you to any specific retailer for it's that. It's your job to let them know what the book is about and why or where it's coming from. Precisely. And you can go Good buy, a, call. Good you can go call. buy it wherever the hell you want. 
nobody is doing this. That's right. Nobody yeah, does like, this. I haven't heard this. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, no I feel other this kind of the this. same way about us. So when we do podcast stuff, I always send people to our website. I don't send them to Apple. I don't Maybe. send them to – because there's, there's so many different yeah, ways. Yeah, people write, have their yeah, own indie man. podcatchers. So, yeah. Authors don't do this. Authors go, oh, go, go to my Amazon page. Go to my Amazon page. Buy it on Amazon. It's like, no, man, go buy whatever the hell you want, you know? Right. I mean, I'm a Barnes & Noble author now. We've sold enough books through Barnes & Noble that I can call any Barnes & Noble any place in the country now and set up uh, and set up a signing. Well, you should do that. Nice. I do it all the time. I'm a huge um, 2600 fan, and you can only get those at Barnes & Noble. So. See? Yeah. Is, like, I'm telling you. You get in there, man. It's, in fact, you know, it's like <laughs> – Now nah, you know what? we got to cut this part out. Never mind. No, we <laughs> don't cut everything, anything out. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just sit there with um, your silence, bro. I'm not saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got a right. no. Fuck it, I can't nope, say that. Can't say that. What 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 do you do for the army again? Special something? I'm not gonna say nothing. <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, not with this many drinks in me, no. That's the thing, that's the problem, I think, unfortunately. Are we a break in? Yeah, we, I think we're we good go? on time on this one. I think All we're right, good. Thanks, guys. Seriously, so uh, Joseph Mallet. We still Malley. have an unopened bottle I know. afterwards. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna open that up there. Cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get that all figured out. Uh <laughs> This was great, I'm like man. writing w- words down and then saying them out loud as well. So yes. I can't even yes. brain twice. Do another shot. You can't mm. even brain twice. I, did I say that? <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This guy's a lightweight, man. He's like, he's like 30 pounds heavier than me. And he's a lightweight. Know, Come on. Get with the program, buddy. I'm trying to. My program is about eating bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's half the problem, bro. Half Joseph problem. Malik, your books out there are Dragon's Trail and The New Magic. Yes. Third Dude, one. Third one. Follow this guy on Twitter. His Twitter third- is... His Twitter is hilarious. Thank you. Hilarious. Thank you. Like um, grilled cheese sandwich for the army was like. Oh a- my god! Dude, did you oh see this? Oh my god! Yeah, you want to talk about the dumbest thing that's ever happened to me? Oh, here we go. Here we go. You want to talk about the dumbest thing that ever happened to me? All right. So I was sorry. I was in Utah. Yeah, I I, I didn't know how well, deep you wanted Utah. to go. But- no, I was in the I was a, I was at the mountain warfare training in in fuck my life Utah. All right. All right. <laughs> And they had these. They had these people working in the. You saw these I saw, pictures. I saw right? the pictures. Holy, they were the best. Holy, those were the best. I thought holy they were great. Ass. I couldn't believe it. I thought we were going to starve to death. I came back from this thing. I I had lost like twelve pounds in like a month. Congratulations. Right? Yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> He's all, I didn't want to lose twelve. Not remotely. No. It was the worst food I've ever had, and I'm in the army. And what had happened was, um, apparently the. Fucking fire festival shit. Oh, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. I'm not entirely sure how it had happened, but um, all of the people that they had working in, we call it the, the defect, the dining facility, uh, of all the people who were working there, none of them, as far as we could tell from just kind of talking to them, doing our intelligency thing, kind of just kind of, <laughs> just kind of talking to them. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do you do? Oh, I'm a truck driver. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a logistician. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a you know a, I'm a communication specialist. Cook? None of them were cooks. <laughs> Like, are you fucking kidding me? So, yeah, I've got these pictures. I've got these pictures all over my Twitter, you guys. If you want to come and see, just it's amazing. And please, for God's sake, write a congressman and let them know that this is actually happening to us. Jesus, right? Dude, I I shared those tweets with everybody that would listen. (laughs) I was like, you serious? Like, he had one that it said grilled cheese sandwich, and it was a hot dog bun with two, with like a piece of like Velveeta cheese in the middle. Two pieces of Velveeta on it. And then. And they weren't even melted. They they were just. They were just stuck on on a thing. Dude, it was was like, it was like soaked in butter for whatever reason. I I don't know how. So hard. I thought I was like, oh, he made that shit up. He's making that shit up. No, that's what we had. That was it. You got to dinner, and that was it. And they gave you like. 
to give you like a ladle full of this this tomato soup that was the consistency of ketchup and that's that's what you <laughs> ate was that was ketchup. it that's dinner that's it, it. fuck you that's it it sounds like you that's it it sounds like my mom making me dinner when i was like so three bad. i love that oh fuck you that's God. it if you don't like it call a taxi bitch <laughs> this is this Largely. is why this is why you follow joe Pelican uh, on yeah twitter. definitely follow him because his twitter's <laughs> awesome and your blog is awesome dude Thank i like you. when you that blog things um i'm trying Thank to encourage this guy to do a, a podcast um, everybody should write him. Go yes. on his website, email him, tell him, Joe Malik, you, you should you. do a podcast. You should do something because you're awesome to oh talk God. to. I'm going to need you to give me more whiskey, too. This <laughs> is All right. We are headed out of here for right now. Thank you, gentlemen. Seriously, Man. thank you so much. What was the website that people can find you at? Uh, JosephMalik.com. Perfect. And it is right here on this descriptor because Becca is an awesome note taker. Just Fantastic. touch the picture. Yes. Thank you so much again, Joe. Thank and uh, if people want to help us out, <laughs> Justin's got one eye closed right now. I know, right now. I, I got, I got a half of a Five Guys burger. We, that we I still need to have murder. some. Uh, we still have a Gremlins podcast going up. Oh, I know man. we're fucked. Yeah. I'm hanging out. Brace yourself. Yeah, yeah. You'll probably yeah. You, you'll get to hang out for some Gremlins talk. Uh, from now uh, until then, thank you so much. GridCityPodcast.com is the only place that you should go to because it has all the other links to everything else. Search for us. Give us some weird search things, and then just click on our name because that'll help us. So. Yeah. So like, do uh, Grid. City podcast and then no, Scott that's too easy. anal sex whoa, and it'll whoa, work out it'll be great whoa. and then we'll someone's get all of those drunk. tags someone's been drinking whiskey <laughs> like whoa thank you guys so much for listening and uh, for, until next time we're out of here you've been listening to the Grit City Podcast check them out at gritcitypodcast.com yeah.